0: Our Father, we thank you for this evening. Thank you for the word that you are blessing us with. Thank you for understanding that you are giving us in the place of prayer. Thank you for how you are using our words to affect our generation as we speak according to your words. We give you thanks for the privilege of walking with you. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. As we go into the word of God this evening, Father God, we receive from you insight, we receive from you understanding in the name of Jesus. And therefore, we declare as follows. that the Lord has given me the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, and I'm being filled with the knowledge of His will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. As a result of this, I'm walking in the manner worthy of the Lord. I am pleasing Him in all respects. I'm bearing fruit in every good work, and I'm increasing in the knowledge of God. Now again, I incline my ears to His word. The word is entering my heart. It is giving me light and direction. It is healing me in every area. And it is making me more and more like the Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. I said amen. "Amen." And that is your testimony again today in Jesus' name. That the word will enter your heart. That will give you light. That will give you direction. That will heal you in every area. And most importantly, and most importantly, it will make you more, more like the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In the name of Jesus, we are prayed. Amen. Can we take our seats while greeting somebody on our left and our right hand? Bless, Let's bless the person. Don't just say, how are you? That's the query. Tell the person you are blessed in the name of Jesus. It is well with you. Understanding is your question today. All right, the Lord is good. Our school of prayer, we are learning how to pray. Being prayer warriors means we are co-workers with God. We've been saying it for some time. is one of the most important jobs that we have to do as believers. Very, very crucial work to be able to pray or to to pray. And one of the greatest blessings that God has given us is that capacity to pray, to approach unto him. When Jesus came, one major thing he came to do was to remove the wall of partitioning, that is, things that separated us from the presence of God. He came to remove that so that we'll be able to pray. So it's important, therefore, for us to bear in mind, the importance of prayer. We must bear it in mind. It's an important job that we are doing for the Lord. How important it is. It's, it's an important thing. God gave us the ability to pray first and foremost so we can work with Him. That is not work now, but the work that we are doing so we can work with Him. So whatever it is that He's doing, we have our own part to play. And one major area in which we exercise our, um, our we execute our own part to play, is in the in the area of prayer, and I want to just quickly. Um, okay, let me just. Should I get ahead of myself and read something? What do you think? No, I won't read it now. Let me reserve it for later. It's hot. The Lord is good. All right. So what God does when He says that He does He does nothing except He re- re- reveals His counsel to His servants, the prophets. One of the he thinks about it is that prophets are supposed to create the platform for prayer. What does that mean? You will see, when God was speaking to Israel, when they we were going into captivity, he said it clearly through Jeremiah, that you are going to be in captivity for 70 years. And then I will have you seek me, and then you will find me. Now, I don't have time to teach it now, all right? But what he was saying is that at that time, now I've revealed to you what I want to do in 70 years. When 70 years will come, then you will take that promise I have given to you into prayer. Do you get my point? I found out that was exactly what Daniel did. Before we just think that, oh, the promise of God will just come to pass. No, no. <laughs> all right. I don't want to go, you know, go there now. But I'm going to read that portion of the book of Jeremiah in chapter 29. You will see him explain it to them. Now listen, you are going to be in captivity. Seventy years, he told all of them, go there. I know the thoughts I have towards you. That is seventy. In fact, let's just read it. Let's well, just go read it, John. Just. Just keep saying, who are looking at you that... Are you sure what you are saying is correct? (laughs) The Lord is good. Jeremiah chapter 29. So he says to them, in verse um, 10, For thus says the Lord, when 70 years have been completed for Babylon, I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for calamity, to give you a future and a hope. Now notice verse 12. Then you will call upon me, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Did you notice that? You're getting the point here. That they see, I've told you what is going to happen. In verse 12, now that I have informed you, when that time comes, don't forget, this is a procedure. You will call upon me, and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. This thing is in context. What was God saying? That time will come. I will stir up a desire to return inside you. Without that desire, number one and number two, without your knowledge of what I want to do, and without your coming, number three, to to bringing those things to me in prayer, you are not coming back. And that's something must bear in mind. So God gives us. That's why He does nothing except He reveals His secrets to His servants, the prophets. So what? This was a prophet. The prophet understood it, declared, he said, write these things down, God told Jeremiah. Now, Daniel now said later, I discovered, I picked this portion, I read it, and I found out that this is what God wants to do. Then I began to pray. He began to seek God with all his heart. So that's what happens. That's why God gives us his word. Now listen to this. We've said it here many times. Anger lies where? Now, in the bosom of fools, when people don't have understanding, let me give you an example. If you're going to read this very well, you know, sometimes I just take your Bible and read. Anytime I take it here, I just see, I wonder why don't you read it all the time? Because every time you see a light, a number of people got killed because they opposed Jeremiah. Oh, and what was the problem? He said they are staying up rebellion against God. Jeremiah said, 70 years you'll be there. Some came and said you'll be out in two years. <laughs> Jeremiah said, let it be now. That in two years will come out. Then Jeremiah left. God said, go and tell that man. 70 years, I said they will stay there. You said they will stay there for two years. He said, what you have done is to stir up rebellion against God. He said, for that reason, this year, I am going to remove you from the surface of the earth. Two months later, the man died. And that was Ananiah. That's the name of that prophet. Different prophets will come and say things. God will send a word to another one in, in, in Babylon, telling them that we are soon going back home. He said, going where? Buy land. Build houses. Live in them. Buy businesses. Start businesses. plight viad. You're not going anywhere for the next 70 years. That is, without the knowledge of the plan of God, without that knowledge, people get confused. People start praying wrongly. The day when I was thinking, I just realized that let's go back. We'll pray, of course, but I want to do a lot of teaching for the next few weeks on the subject of prayer because the title I have in my mind is the appropriate prayer. People have to say the right prayers at the right times. Otherwise, They don't get results. Let me say this to you quickly. You can never force God's hands with your your prayer. It's only what he wants to do that he will do. So it's your duty to find out what he wants to do. For example, Israel wanted to come out of captivity. Jeremiah said, listen, it's 70 years. All kinds of people rose up and prophesied. Each one that will face Jeremiah... When we begin to get traction amongst the people, Jeremiah will write to him and say, "Listen, you are misleading these people. If you don't stop, you will die. The ones that refused to stop, they died. Prophecies were coming forth. We are out of here." God, thus says the Lord. <laughs> you remember that time Jeremiah put yoke around his neck? Then another guy went there, broke it. Said, "Thus says the Lord, so will I break the yoke <laughs> of the king of Babylon." Jeremiah said, "Okay, sir." He went, God said, go and make one of iron. <laughs> he said, you have broken the yoke of wood. I will replace it with one of iron. Something interesting when I was reading that portion. God said, listen, I own everything. I own everything. He told Jeremiah, say to Moab, to, um, Edom, to Tyre, to Sidon, five of those nations around, that I own everything. I give to whomsoever Is pleasing in my sight. He said, right now, I have given it to Nebuchadnezzar in Babylon. So any one of you that will not follow him, I will punish. I said, now, wow. (laughs) It was not only Israel who was judging, that's Judah. It was all the nations around. He wrote Tyre, Sidon, Edom, you know, Moab, total of them, Ammon, five of them. That guys, all of you just pack. Once Babylon shows up, negotiate peace and follow them gently. Because right now, I have given the kingdom, the kingdoms over to this man. You know, Jews, nobody could overturn that with prayer. It was impossible. All kinds of prophetic people rose up and began to say, it won't happen. (laughs) Jeremiah said, shut up, it will happen. He said it will happen. Those people were nationalistic. That is, if you know Jews... Their nationalism was strong because they felt their own was not just about the nation. It was a religious thing. We are the people of God. Jeremiah said the people of God. In fact, one man wrote and said, why have you people not silenced Jeremiah that he's saying that the temple will go down? Jeremiah said, that's the plan of God. What do you want me to do? You can't overturn it. What you can do is to discover it and then pray along with it. Let me say this again before I get into what I want to teach today, okay? Because was I going to pray today? Then I'll start that thing I'm talking about maybe next time. Do not want us to pray for the country, all right? So, but I have to lay foundation. Like I said earlier, anger lies in the bosom of fools. And if you don't understand what is going on, you are going to pray wrongly. You are going to be reacting. Except we have a knowledge of order. We can't pray. I was going to make a statement, yes. That please don't forget this. People tend to not pay attention to what they are saying. They hear you wrongly. They interpret what you have said wrongly. So please pay attention. I've said it many times, more than a hundred times here, but I need to say it again. There's a difference between the will of God and the judgment of God. Sometimes, God's current judgment can be overturned. You can't overturn it anywhere else. So you have to come to Him too. You know, when Supreme Court sacked, uh, no, uh, yes, I'm put hope. PDP uh, in, 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 in had to write back to Supreme Court to please look at that judgment again that they think they are making certain mistakes, that even if what they are saying is correct, these figures don't tie. So I'm waiting to see what will happen. You know why they have to go back there? There's nowhere else to go. If the appeal court had made that statement, they would go to the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court had made a statement. So they are saying, we are not disagreeing with you, honorable justices. The power of the gods <laughs> is with you. However, please, look at what you wrote again. Even if what you said is correct, the mathematics is wrong. So we are begging you to look at your mathematics and review your own judgment. It can happen. If it couldn't happen, they wouldn't even entertain it at all. The Lord is like that. If he makes a judgment, it's his decree, the decree of the Almighty. You can take the will, now listen to this. You can take the will of God, bring it against the decree of the Almighty, and say to Him, please, revise this decree of yours. That is what we call intercessory prayer. That is what we call repentance. Sometimes it's supplication too. But basically, you are saying, God, you have determined to do this. Now listen to what I'm going to say. However, in your will, you wrote that this is what you will like to do. That means the decree you have issued is not in line with your will. God is not confused. No. He has his reasons for issuing that decree. So the decree is simple. Forty days, Nineveh will go down. That's a decree. Then the king of Nineveh and the people of Nineveh gathered. And they let us petition the almighty God. How do we do that? With repentance. Peradventure, he will show mercy. Israel's, J- J- David sinned, and the whole of Israel with him, of course. And God released a decree three days in my hands, you will see Pepe, like we say. Of course, you know, he gave him options. David took one. Halfway through, David looked and cried to him, Please. Look at these young people, this, this sheep. What have they done? Because they are under my cover, under my shadow. They have to suffer like this. God looked at David. He said, okay, offer a sacrifice. I will accept the sacrifice. He's the one that will decide whether he will accept the sacrifice or he won't accept the sacrifice. There are times he will say, no, no, the sin of Israel will not be atoned for by sacrifice. At that time, you can't offer anything. So David went by the threshing for a runner. And he saw the angel And it was not the devil. Let me tell you another thing. It was not the devil. Who said he doesn't kill people? They said that's the Old Testament. No, no, no. In the New Testament, Jesus said, I will cast that woman Jezebel on a bed of affliction and I will kill her children. Jesus was the one speaking. Now, let's throw a jab as funny doctrines. Don't believe any doctrine that says he doesn't do it. A lot of our brethren preach it these days. They are all over the place. Say it's not God. But this particular scripture, I keep on forgetting to memorize it. I have to find it once in a while. He said things went wrong with Israel. You know what they said? It's not him. And God said, what would I do again? I disciplined them. But all they went around saying is it's not God. Now, please follow me. So, God will accept a sacrifice. Certain times. So for David, he said, I will accept a sacrifice. And David came. And by that, now listen to this, he overturned By his sacrifice, the decree of God to align with the will of God. What is the will of God? That which he really desires. That which he really planned. In the midst of that which he planned, in the midst of that which he desires, our behavior starts crossing and causing electrical jams. Sometimes we amplify the good side. Sometimes we bring it down. Our gravitational forces will jam everything that God has put out there, and then God will look when He matches our influence with His will, He releases a decree. Are you getting my point? That is, for example, He says clearly, This place I have chosen as my own. That's Jerusalem. This is where my temple would be. I have placed my name here. Then, when His people sinned, He destroyed the place. Are you getting my point? He rejected Jerusalem and drove everybody else and told Gentiles, trample the place for me. Was that his will? No. His will was that I have put my name here under this covenant. His will was that from here, sacrifices would be offered to me. From here, people will hear of my glory. Nations will come from afar and come and behold the glory of God. However, the people he put to be custodians of that place. What did they do? They sinned again and again. They brought foreign gods. They had all kinds of practices that were abominations in his sight. So what did he do? And he warned them, he he released a decree, drove everybody out and destroyed the place. Can you see the difference? He has a will, but then each thing that is done each time is not his will, it's his decree. So our duty is to live in such a manner that his decree will be his will alone. And many times things go off that course. We can push them back on course by prayer. So you see, prayer therefore is not just opening our mouths and uttering words. We have to understand certain things. For example, many times we have to know why things went wrong. Many times we have to know why things went wrong. For example, Israel had famine. Even though David was doing well. Even though there was no idolatry under David. There was trouble in the land. So they went and prayed, what is going on? They said it's because of Saul and his bloody house. They had to know why things went wrong. God had told them, he told, he told uh, Joshua, no man will be able to stand before you. And of course, that means no nation. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Then they went to battle, and they scattered. The people of Ai came after them. The people of Ai went after them, and walloped them. Ha! (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Joshua said, no, no, that's not the agreement. The agreement is that nobody will be able to stand. As you were with Moses, you will be with me. So what is going on here? Uh, God said, go and find out. Your people took things from Jericho. Things I put under what they call the ban. So the cast lots found Achan and found out that Achan had taken some things from Jericho. They had to expunge that iniquity out of their midst. You could not pray to win battles after that point unless you took Achan and his iniquity out of the camp. We 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 need to get these things clear. We need to understand it as people of God. Menja will just be praying and praying and praying. God will say, are, "You are not even asking me questions." Let me put a pause there and go to something else. This devil is not as powerful as we make him seem. Old. I've read my Bible again and again. The Bible never gave us the impression he is one powerful creature. What the Bible tells us all the time is that he's a tempter. He's an accuser. And this statement, listen, you No, know, I, I said something here on Saturday. There are many times I quote things to, for, so, for, so you will know me to have heard it. But in righteousness, with righteous understanding, I disagree. One of the things I've heard, I've heard a preacher say what I'm about to say now is heresy. That's one of the greatest heresies of all time. Or in fact, it felt like, if you see the way he was talking, it's as if a man wants to spit at the doctrine. When I heard him say it, I said, oh Oga, you can vex all you want. It is true. The fact that the man of God gets angry when he hears it does not mean it is false. It's scripture. Now, this is a statement. I don't know why people don't find it so hard to accept. The devil cannot do more than God permits him each time. And each time he has to go to the throne of God to obtain that permission. It's all over the Bible. He said, God will not allow you to even be tempted. What are you able to bear? If Satan has short latitude of temptation, then how is that statement proper? So there is no t- temptation that comes to you that you can't bear. Otherwise, God would not have allowed it to come. So if any temptation came, God said, You can handle it. That is, when they took Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and faced the fiery furnace, God said, They can handle it. When the Christians under Nero were put in the, what do you call it, in the arenas and killed by gladiators and lions and all of that. God said, they can handle it. When they took Polycarp, arrested him, and tied him, they wanted to tie him to the stake. He said, there is no need. They set him on fire. God said, he can handle it. When Stephen went out to go and preach, and people were angry and they dragged him out and stoned him to death. God said, Stephen can handle it. The church can handle it. And even if they refused to handle it, he said they refused. They could handle it. He said, there is no temptation that has come upon you that is not common to man. And with every temptation, he has made a way of escape. That statement. Some people may be angry with it, but as a matter of fact. God rules. Satan or the devil, they are not Jesus, that is like, it's not Satan and God fighting super heavyweight. Both of them in the weight category. It's not. Satan cannot stand God's presence if he comes in his glory. So they don't get into the same battle. Say so who will win? Coming in the right corner, creator of the universe, anointed with the power in himself, the origin of life. Let's make welcome the Lord Jesus Christ. Ooh, 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 ooh. And the challenger, coming in the left corner, wearing his black and yellow and purple and green trunks. Satan, the accuser, the adversary, the one that has converted all the nations to be on his side. Nonsense. In the same battle? No. When they want to, in quote, fight, nah, he doesn't fight with God. You get my point? He doesn't. What he does, is he goes to the people of God. When God is not there, <laughs> come, come, I want to talk to you. Confess. Then if we go there, has God really said, don't tell him I asked you, has God really said you must not touch that thing that is there? You must not eat of that fruit. Yes, he said, we shouldn't even touch it. Ah, why not? He said, the day we touch it, we will die. Hey! Do I look dead to you? I ate this thing last week. My friends and I had a party. That We use this fruit to make fruit salad. So why did God say we should not eat it? It's because he knows that you will become wise. So Eve looked again. Anyway, you know the rest of the story. After she ate, he said, good. A loving wife cannot eat such good things alone. You see the taste now? Your eye not shining, it was blinking like this. Ooh, everything looks different. Yes, it did. After eating it, everything had to look different. Even her own appearance looked different. That's how I That was the family were naked. He said, see these b- bright eyes that you have now? Don't you want your husband to have it? <laughs> he said, sure. When he comes, tell him he can't touch you unless he eats you. <laughs> this is how this man behaves. If you really love me, you will eat. Nonsense. My wife let it long ago. You can't use I love you, I don't love you to persuade me to do anything. If you can't reason it out, forget it that's all they give given to Adam. And he was eh, eh, saying, you love me, and you won't eat my fruit. He say, madam, I love you, but that fruit, I am not eating. In case you have eaten it, come for deliverance. If you had done that, they would have no trouble. Because the Bible says, through one man, sin entered the world. Why? The woman was deceived. The man was not deceived. What's the point we're making? Satan doesn't have power. If he did, he wouldn't go through this rigmarole of tempting. We are the ones that... Now listen to this. We are the ones that hand the power that God has given us in our individual lives as a group of people. We are the ones that take it and hand to Satan. And he starts oppressing us with the power we gave to him. He and God are not heavyweight. Fighting each other, they are not made at all. That's why I say what I said before I say it again. Before he can do anything, he has to ask permission. If God has not granted it, he can't. He says, Has God granted the power to tempt? Yes, that's how he separates the men from the boys. Have you considered my servant Job? It was God's idea. No, Satan no no Satan's idea. No, He told them, say, you'll be tested 10 days. Told that church in Revelation, say, 10 days, you'll be tested. Satan could not make it 10 and a half days. God said, 10 days, that's the end of it. Let's understand some things. I'm going to get some things, you know, for us to, you know, so that we don't get angry anyhow and be praying prayers that don't have any effect. Listen, God has His will. His decree rules. His decree is final. He will always decree his will. That is, he will always decree that in which he wills if we make it possible. He has given us that power. And sometimes we make it impossible. So he has to decree, listen, what he does not will. For example, he will say, I don't want to judge these people. Even though they have sinned, what is my will? Not to judge them yet. So how do we withhold judgment? We will get a man to stand and intercede for them. So he tells the angels, find me a man. He tells the Holy Spirit, bring me that man. And they say, there is none. He says, so I will pour forth my indignation upon them. He didn't want to do it. Even though he decreed, When Nineveh came as one and repented of their deeds. Because it's not just prayer by mouth. It's prayer with repentance. Forty days came and nothing happened. And Jonah said, why not? He said, I didn't want to destroy them in the first place. The way you felt for that tree that grew overnight. Inside that place, I have so many people, many of them that don't even know they are left from their right. Yet they were going to be overthrown by my anger, which they rightfully deserve. But because they came in repentance, they were able to overturn the decree to destroy. And therefore, my will became the new decree. So I said, no destruction, not now for Nineveh, not this generation. Because the generation repented. I hope you are following my point here. What's our duty when we pray as believers? Jesus said, pray like this, thy will be done. Let it be done on earth as you have written it in heaven. That is saying, God, decree your will in our situation. That's, that's, that's what prayer is. Now, I hope we are getting the points. I'm taking, some, I'm taking points one by one. Laying them down. They're different blocks. We'll put them together later so we can so that we can see the whole thing they want to put together. The building we're putting together today. Next point I want to make is this. The church. Now listen to what I want to say. Christ is the most important thing. It's the most important. Now, let me so that you don't misunderstand me. The word Christ is a complex word. It's the like light. If you know some physics, advanced physics. I can call light rays. I can call light particles. Christ is like that. All kinds of nature inside that word Christ. Jesus is Christ. Salvation is Christ. The eternal plan of God for this earth is Christ. The church of God on this earth is Christ. All of them are inside him. So if you hear me say things like the greatest thing, no. It's not blasphemy. I'm not taking it away from the person. I'm not taking it away from the God that is Christ. No. I'm explaining that Christ is not just a, an individual. Christ is so many things. Like the fullness, the totality of the promises of God is Christ. Now let me say this to you. Christ is the most important thing that God is doing on the earth. He's bringing us into Christ. I said something, I think, two weeks ago. Let me say it again, just so that we have many records of it. It is rubbish talk. It is nonsense talk. For people to say, we have prayed enough, like Pastor Kimte was saying earlier. They give up on prayer. That. Did Japan pray? What prayer did Japan pray that they developed like this? What prayer did China pray that they developed like this? Singapore did not pray. Look at how they developed. We have prayed enough. If you are an unbeliever, please make that statement. It is okay. If you don't know Christ, make that statement. It is okay. If you're a Christian, stop that nonsense. Railroad is not what God is doing on the earth. Constant power is not the most important thing he's doing on the earth. Good roads is not what Jesus died for. I hope you're getting my point. Don't get confused. We didn't come to church as a way of building good roads. The job of the body of Christ is not to develop the country. It's to prepare men for heaven. Enough of this nonsense. Because one day Jesus will come. He will appear. Men will be caught up to meet him in the heavens. All the railroads in Japan, in Singapore, in the United States, all over Europe will be left behind. When people are being caught up to meet him, come and tell me that rubbish. That prayer did not develop the country. It's going to be burnt with Unquenchable fire. The skyscrapers. People look at Bojal Arab as if it's something. It's an angelic toy. (laughs) You come to my house. A few years ago, I bought these little helicopters that children fly around. They would charge it mm, to fly all over the house. Two or three of them, they're still there. The children don't even remember them anymore. You know why? You have to pass physics, basic science. <laughs> there are more serious things to handle mm-hmm. now. All your private jets and Bentleys—they are toys, as far the engines are concerned. You are the one that's impressed. The engine impresses you. Do you know how intriguing it is for a little child that helicopter—that mini helicopter—can fly inside the house? You're a child. God doesn't think it's a big deal. I said something some time ago. That's two weeks ago again. Here, yeah. I said, don't don't let it cross your mind for one second, because they hear things like Christians are praying. Mark Zuckerberg is is building Facebook. How can you be so foolish and still? Be, you, I mean, are you still existing? Christians hear this. Mark Zuckerberg did not build Facebook. Google was not the idea of Sergey Brin and Larry Page. Windows did not come from Bill Gates. No. Ask Nebuchadnezzar. He will tell you where they came from. These things are scrolls written in heaven. And God will look and say, I need to build the latter days Roman road. Daniel said knowledge shall increase. It's not in your Bible like that. How do I connect people here and there? He has written it down. say so it is time to bring them to the next generation. Take the script. Find me a little boy there. I want a young boy to do this. You see one boy sitting all the time on the computer, an angel stands beside him. He press this, press that. He gives him the scroll. This is Facebook. God doesn't an angel. He's his friend that brings an idea. Before that, people have prepared things, at the end of the day, it catches a kind of fire that he cannot understand. What did Facebook do that Google did not try to do? Google Plus, they tried everything. Finally, they shut it down. It didn't work. Why? God did not give them that kingdom. When you raise your shoulder against God, He collects the kingdom and gives to somebody better than you. And Christians don't ever forget that. That's what he does. And it's nothing new. It's nothing new. Sodom and Gomorrah was well built the night before they were destroyed. They were still bragging, and we don't pray. Look at how developed our country is. The man interceding to save their lives was living in a tent. And they are here telling me that prayer is not important. The only person who could have saved Sodom and Gomorrah was living in a tent. In his tent, the creator of the heavens and the earth came. And said, how do I wipe out all these people without discussing with my friend first? The creator came to a tent, did not go to a skyscraper. He sat and ate with Abraham. One day in your courts, oh God. <laughs> that is that one evening with the Lord. Sodom and Gomorrah in one million years could not compare. Tell the boys, go ahead, let me talk with my friend. By that time, Abraham knew what was going on. Initially, when they came, he didn't know. By now, he knew what was going on. He said, these guys are extremely wicked. I want to, in, my, in, in the flesh, experience their wickedness. So that my righteousness will be established when I wipe them out. Abraham said, will you destroy everybody? Even if some of them did not commit any iniquity? Far be it from you to do like that. So the Lord said, no problem. 50, you said? Yes. I'm going to count. My boys have gone ahead. If they find 50 righteous people, I will not destroy that place. Abraham said, please. 50 is a good number. Assuming they get to 45, they can't find the balance 5. The Lord said, 5? All right, 45. They got down to 20. Abraham said, I've stretched it too far. I know, I know. But, look, I won't go beyond this. Assuming they're only 10... <laughs> He stopped at tent for many reasons. But the point I want to bring out is that the man who could have saved their lives was living in a tent. Please stop talking this unbelieving nonsense. As if Jesus came to die for railway. <laughs> if he pleased God to perfect Jacob in the house of Laban, so be it. If this is how it takes God to bring forth his inheritance from the descendants of Ham. So be it. But what God is doing is bringing out the remnant if you know what God is doing to every seed, every generation he's picking out people. If he says this is the house of Laban and we, the Jacobs that came from the loins of Ham will be delivered, so be it. After all, Abraham was living in awe and that. His archaeologists have told us was a developed society, but God said, "You will not enter into your destiny living in this kind of environment. Come out! I'm taking you to a land you have never seen before, and you will never live in a concrete building again all the days of your life." This was a man who had piped on water. He said, "Your destiny will come out in tents." Jesus did not die to give you a good house. Stop that rubbish. Came to pick his seed. His own chosen people. He said, In the fullness of affliction, I have chosen you. So be it. If the road you will drive on all the days of your life will never be tired. This is just part one less than one minute. In eternity. Many people left the tents and went to all, And God said that's their destiny. Ikabod. I'm not saying that society will not develop. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that we, the people of God, manifesting his glory in our lives will not affect our environment. That's not what I'm trying to say. But please, let's stop some unbelieving rubbish that we vomit once in a while. Make it look as... I've heard Christians say it many times. They make it look like what God is doing is inferior to what man can do on the earth. Just because an unbeliever built an app and made a billion dollars means nothing. You know... Let me tell you what God does. He told them at the point in time. He said, a prophet is going to come. He will tell you what will happen tomorrow. And it will happen exactly like he said. He will give you words of knowledge. Like Simon the sorcerer. And tell you, when you were coming, there were five people. They met you on the way. And one of them wore green. One wore white. Two wore yellow. And one wore blue. And, of, and he would describe everything for you. And it will be accurate. You know what He said, then the same prophet will not tell you that let us go and worship other gods. He said, Do you know why his predictions were accurate? He said, I was testing you. <laughs> God said, I was testing you. I allowed him to see into what normal people don't see into. Let me see what you will do when you see science. You know that our big South African friend that I've said, somebody sent me a link. I don't let the disturb, but I just forgot to listen to it until today. And Sadhu said that is number one false prophet of Africa. You know what God said? He said, I'm testing you. He said, I love what they say to come to pass. He said, let us now look into their words. Let's see whether you follow them. Like I said, I'm laying blocks one after the other. I've laid another block now, which is that Christ is the most important thing that God is doing. He's bringing out his remnant, his chosen ones, his seed, all over the place. That is the most important thing he's doing. Recognize it. Don't ever take your eyes away from it. Now, because that is the most important thing he's doing, the group of people that are most important to him in any nation on this earth is the Christ in that nation. Did you hear what I said? So I'll quote direct Prince for you again. He said, in any nation in which the church is established, he said, God holds the church responsible for everything that happens in that country. When God wants to speak to his people, he speaks different ways. Different ways. I said, we're going to pray for the church, right? We're going to pray for the country. I'm laying on of these blocks for us to know how to pray. Because many times people don't know how to pray. they are ang- I was there too. But we kept on studying. You, know, you, will, you will hear some news. You will get angry. Men of God walk on the streets. Let me just tell you something. Solomon said there is an evil I have seen under the sun. There is a place where you don't find certain people. So I have seen servants. On Horsebacks, princes t- trekking. Solomon says, An evil I have seen under the sun. It happens all the time. Let me drop a word for you before I continue what I was saying about the church being responsible. God said, Why do you regard man whose breath is in his nostrils? If you think Buhari is your problem, you have a spiritual mental problem. Because you are regarding man whose breath is in his nostrils. If the church will rise and say the country is not protecting us they have sinned and they will be judged except they repent. You have taken his glory and given it to a man. What kind of madness is that? Nehemiah was offered protection. He said no. He said we have said to them our God is able. He said no, don't give us soldiers. He said boys, we are in it now. We have to pray. Then you see Christians going on the streets demanding protection from a human being. My friend Pastor Corey told me something once. I was there in Sokoto. Top to the number of people there. He was PFN chairman of Sokoto State. So as PFN, when bombings began, so as PFN chairman, they came to him. What are we going to do? He said, what do you want us to do? They said, we have to go to the police. He laughed. Because that day or day before, they bombed police headquarters in Sokoto. He said, boys, they can't protect themselves. He said, we'll get bomb detectors. He said, okay, you have detected the bomb. So? When they finish everything. So, man of God, are you saying? He said, did you not say you were uh, uh, preachers? He said, yes. He said, let's go to God to protect us now. He said something to me. Not only him. I heard from other people there. They had never seen Christians unite like that. The kind of unity that came into them when Boko Haram came from outside. You knew Boko Haram was good. They that gather agreed to be praying every Tuesday. That was like five, six years ago. Till today they have not missed one day. Last time I was there pre- preaching was a Tuesday. I remember because as I was preaching, suddenly I saw a crowd of people appear. You know I'm in Sokoto. So the flesh like <laughs> Oh more? What is going on? I tried to focus on my message. The crowds came through the gates. They filed in. Then suddenly ushered them in, gave them seats. They were coming from their Tuesday prayer. See the large number of ministers. They said, no, from here, let's go and join Pastor Courage in, a, in this apostolic summit. So they arrived while I was ministering. He told them, boys, they can't help themselves. They need our help. We Need the help of God. Let us pray. And they began to pray. There were some things they shared with me. eh? I can't say them openly. He said they prayed until prophetic words came. At the point that they removed their shoes. Have you ever walked outside in the sun, in the hot sun, that's without your shoes? One day I came out. I was I was driving. I often don't wear my shoes when I'm driving. So I stopped to give somebody something around uh, uh, Apollo Square. So I, you know, I've never really worked like that. So I jumped out of my car to quickly really go and give. When I started, this was how I was walking. <laughs> That's just, huh? This ground is hot too. You know, paperless feet like our own. Not the, you know, you've been, you have had shoes all your life. You know, you, <laughs> I said, what? He said, they removed their shoes in the afternoon in Sokoto on the road. Somebody by prophetic said they should move their shoes. They did. And the word said, "As your feet are burning inside the sun, so will they have nowhere to stay in this land. <laughs> that this land will burn them; it will reject them." That was how come the Haram thing ran away from that side. The, then PFM last time when I went for their youth conference, I was their guest minister. The president that time came to meet me at the airport. So I was talking with one high-ranking military man. So he was not telling me, ah, this, Jesus, this man was telling him. As we are driving, was not telling me things. He said that time, the soldiers told them, that is mysterious how we discovered these people, because they came several times. That is mysterious. They will come. They will have taken one house somewhere in the outskirts, stockpiling weapons. Then something will happen. They will leak their own secrets. One that he told me was the commander says three or four soldiers or four, about, they should go for a patrol. Just like, hey, boy, stop sitting now. Just go walk. And the spirit led them to where those men were hiding. Innocently with their weapon. Just, you know, boys just marching in the afternoon or at night. I don't know the time of the day. And then those boys saw the soldiers approaching and thought they knew they were there. Not knowing that they were just walking. So they opened fire. So when the small contingent of soldiers realized they were taking fire, of course, they went down for cover and then called the Oga, fire the hill. So those ones returned. Not the cooperation, fire for fire. (laughs) Those ones came with bigger fire. This kind of things kept on happening, one after the other. They told themselves that place safe is hot. They stopped coming. Listen, the church of God, the Christ in a the nation, they are not normal people. In Nigeria, they are the reason the economy improves or deproves. Is that English good? For their sake, economy will increase, will improve. When they misbehave, it will go down. The environment talks to the church when they are too deaf to hear otherwise. Prosperity is very dangerous. It's one of the major things you have to learn how to manage in life. And they prosper too much without prospering in the sense. They start sinning against their God. And the environment starts shaking for their sake. He said, they know not, neither do they understand. So they walk on in darkness, and all the foundations of the earth are shaking under their feet. He said, I said, ye are gods. That is, when they did not understand their duties, their responsibilities, things scattered under them. If you think you will protest, and federal government will come and protect you, you have gone mad. One reason, they can't. They can't. In case you don't know it, Nigeria does not have enough policemen. They don't have enough soldiers. Nigeria doesn't. You think they, you think they do? But they don't. You drive to. One day we were coming out from Akko, went and passed one path that we had not used before because the major road we used, to, the main road we were using, was bad. They said that oh, that one is better. That was when I understood what they call problems. You will drive and drive and drive and drive. You won't see one policeman. You don't know, no this checkpoint, checkpoint. I look to the left, look to the right. I said, protect who? You know, when you live in eastern Nigeria, you don't know how big Nigeria is. You know, there are some very funny human beings. They've never, you know, <laughs> you know I teach students. So once in a while, I meet students who have never been to Oneja, they've never been to Aba. They've never been to... I said, have you been to here?" He said, no, there's nothing I'm looking for there. <laughs> have you been to... That is... I said, where have you been all your life? This is it. happened like two weeks ago. Once I went to Olu to go and examine students. I normally just play with my students, you know, before the exam starts. Just so that they relax. It's an oral exam. This is in Olu. You know what they call Olu? Olu? In emo state. Olu? Olu? Whatever you like to call it, you know what I'm talking about. Olu? I will twist my tongue because of you. I asked the girl, have you ever been to Anencha? She said, no. Fourth year medical student. Have you ever been to Portacourt? She said, no. Have you ever been to Enugu? No. Wait, excuse me. So you have been in this axis all your life? Yes, sir. I was GCU. One of my colleagues, that story. He said, sir, sir, meanwhile, if you hear her describe the roads in the north, <laughs> he doesn't know the girl just talking about things like that. the kind of thing he encounters he used to live in uh, I think Kebi he's from Anambra right here so, Jesus, so people have never been anywhere no I'm not laughing at the girl maybe I was like that too, when I was that level but of course because I went to university a would be far from home so, so for her university is just next door so you, can, you don't blame her too much so then we're coming from Macaudy I, I looked I said my father who wants to police this place the vice president said to me last time that the federal government is working hard to protect everybody. And I believe him. You know why kidnapping is such a problem? Everybody believes it pays. And let me just tell you, why it is not a problem in Enugu. Is called the favor and mercy of God. That's all. It's not the commissioner of police that is here. Forget that thing. So when you want to pray, keep on praying. Keep giving thanks and keep praying. Because, you know, the other the Femi Additioners wrote something about Buhari, our head of state. I know a lot of people don't like Buhari. And because Femi works for him, they will not like him too. But I read what he wrote. Do you know, the Bible says, he had compassion on them. I had compassion on him and I had compassion on the head of state. I saw two helpless people who are begging to be understood. I'm talking politics a bit. Let's talk world economy, for example. Obasan just said something once which I like to quote when he was head of state. He said Nigeria is poor, Nigeria is rich, Nigeria is rich. He laughs. He was trying to explain that we have to learn to, you know, improve. And we're just trying to say many things that we shouldn't get the impression that federal government has money. He told us, that was the first time, the budget of the New York State Fire Department. Counting in dollars, it was the same budget as the whole of Nigeria. Do you hear what I said? Fire service. We did not count police. No, we are not talking about health. We are not talking about education. That this is one state. Oh, not... Not United States Fire Department. They don't have, they don't have a fire department everywhere. They will have a, 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 something emergency that can come and help you. But fire is maintained county by county, that's like city by city and state by state. Actually, I think he said New York City. I just said state, so that let me even blow it up small. He showed us that that year all the national budgets was about the same as that of the fire department of New York State. So that we should relax. We are saying that they have money. So I'm not letting you know that you are dealing with a government that doesn't have money. If they want to raise money, we'll protest. They say increase VAT to 7.5%. See the protest has not ended. They have to be using style to say okay we won't collect VAT from you, don't protest again. You know what they increase VAT? They are looking for money. Now, they are using microscopes to look for anywhere they can collect tax from. So, if you transact money in the bank, 59. This money. Poverty is terrible. You don't know about, People are looking for money. And this is the person you want to protect you? You know one reason. Hey, I'm talking politics. Now, when are we going to pray? This guy is talking, Oh, you, know. you know one major reason. Oh, this, uh, this one. What's the name of our uh, minister for. What did they call him? No, 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 the legal attorney general, Malami or something. Eh? Malami, heh. forget that thing he said. Federal government wants Amoteku. They like Amoteku. Do you know why? Amoteku will do a job they can't do. What do you mean? If I say it's unconscious, the VP called them, say, guys, guys, how do we do it? They say, okay, go back home and write enabling laws. Let's see how we can work together. You know, hey, please, I'm talking politics. I'm enjoying it. See? You know, our brother, all right, is special advisor to the governor in education. Somebody was in our house. That was December. We are just talking. We are talking about schools and all of that. He made a statement, which I said, I I knew this. He was saying that this year they will try and make sure that every school in Enugu follows the rules, registers properly, and all of that. He told me something. He said, the truth is that... He said, so that we are going to close anyone that doesn't do it. He said, but let me tell you the truth. We don't want to close them down. He said, because... (laughs) That who will handle the children? Yeah. So, we will call them and say, guys, go and register, go and do the proper thing. We're going to close it down. He said, but that one, eh, not threat. Too. They will carry out the threat. It's not that they will not. But that they are praying they will don't have to. That just do the right thing. Because without you, he said, we know they are our partners. We can't handle these children without them. There's some people will be abusing universities those days. Bishop hey, he is seven hundred thousand Just say why do idiots talk and still survive? I don't know. <laughs> because if you shut what they call private universities down, first those who can pay the seven hundred thousand, they will displace your friends from UNN. Look, you know, think about it now. A man that can shell out one point something two million a year to sustain his child, there, he will go to university, donate a million naira, they will give him admission. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, he would just go. I'm a friend of university. He and his friends will gather together, build a block. He said, Now, which course the boy wants to study? Now, they, they <laughs> 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 look, look, now it's all life, Bill. In America, they say that you think it's, a, it's heaven? No, that's what they do in America now. America. <laughs> then uh, go, to, go to Harvard and say, Ah, Harvard is a very nice school, very nice school. Endowment 10 million dollars. Okay, your mega need admission. <laughs> they they will bend the rule, change everything. Ah, You're talking 10 million dollars. <laughs> I, I will pray, I will still pray, but geez plenty. Because the other day, coaches, coaches were making money. they come and say, Okay, your child wants to go to Harvard, there's no problem. You pay me 100,000 dollars, don't worry. I will tell you that your child is an expert at rowing. <laughs> the gate has never seen water before, suddenly, it will be. You will admit her to school. The coach has pocketed a hundred thousand, pocketed hundred thousand dollars, and don't forget this thing. He don't share and go... So. You think corruption? See, Internet, I tell like you. Just go and Google it up. Just type admission scandal United States. Type it Google. Bam. You go read story. Eh? You go say. Eh? Now I want you know that. Let you know something. Eh? So when when federal government talking about it, I'm a They're just watching a motekun, making sure that motekun will follow certain procedures. They know they cannot police the forests. You may disagree with me. Buhari wants everybody to be safe. He does not know what to do about it. But that's why God said, why do you regard man whose breath is in his nostrils? I thank God for my friend, Pastor Courage. He told the people, Please, guys, oh, let's pray. Oh. So they gathered and began to pray. The more you see trouble, brethren, the more you should pray. A human being can't help you. Read your Bible. When people needed help, it was God that delivered his people. This morning time, didn't allow me. My children and I opened to the book of Isaiah again. Senator cherub sent an army 185,000 soldiers against little Judah. These were experts in warfare. They were experts in mental warfare. They stood there and began to wear down the morale of the people. He said, What are you people doing? He said, You don't let us in. Ha <laughs> ha. God will protect you. Those men said, Speak to us in Aramaic. Don't speak to us in the, you know, the, the, the Hebrew tongue why should we speak to you? All of you are going to eat dung together. (gasps) They harassed them mentally. The soldiers were camped there. The Hezekiah took the letter they wrote him, went to the temple, knelt down and prayed. And Isaiah said, don't mind him. He will not fire one arrow against the city. Then God sent one angel, not two, One, in one night, he killed 185,000 Assyrian soldiers. He said, withdrew, and God killed him at home. His own children killed him. He said, next time, don't reign against my name. You can say anything you want to say. Don't reign against my name. What should Khan in Nigeria have done? We should have come out together and lifted up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. 185,000. Thousand armed men. One angel slaughtered in one night. The Libyans and the Ethiopians. Once they gathered against Judah. And what's his name? Asa prayed and God routed them. That's what the prophet Hanani was telling him. Were the Ethiopians and the Lubim? Were they not an immense army? But you relied upon the Lord and he delivered you. Thirty-five years, little Judah was kept at peace, because the people learned to rely on God. You want to rely on Nigeria, me? He said, Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, we will find faith on the earth. For times, I feel like stopping here, though there are so many more things I wanted to share with us. But we'll get there. But I feel like I've spoken the most important that the Holy Spirit wants us to know. How you tie the blocks together? I, I was planning to put the blocks together myself. But the Holy Spirit says, leave it there. I will arrange it in each individual's heart. I don't want to go somewhere, but I just feel like I sh- I've spoken enough. I'm not, spoke- I'm not speaking with the excellency of man's wisdom. So let God arrange it in your heart. I've just laid my blocks. I wanted to put them together, but now I can't. I have to stop here. Really, I feel instructed to stop. <laughs> I finished the message. And then I say, no, it's not part of it. I just want to talk. The church of God needs to know we have work to do. That's all I can just say. God speaks to us through the environment. Yeah. Hey, Lord, I feel like Lord is telling me, he's spoken enough. You know, there's a compulsion in me to keep talking. <laughs> but I won't talk again. Everybody, let's have some have it. It's a spirit of prayer that has come upon the house. Let's use it for the next 15 minutes. Let's lift up the name of the Lord. Say, Lord, you are the protector. You are the defender. Lift up his name. Lift up his name of the Lord. Lift up his name. Say, Lord, you are the protector. You are the defender. Lift up his name. Say, the Lord is your shade. at your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day. Not the moon by night. You should say that. Say, Lord, you are the shade at our right hand. The sun will not smite us by day. Not the moon by night. Say it loud, Lord. You are the that you are the shade at our right hand. You should say that. The, right the sun will not smite us by day. The not by day. Nor the,
1: moon
0: by nor the moon by night. Say Lord, we dwell in your secret place. You are the God of the secret place. You are the Almighty. Call him that name. You are the Almighty. Call him that name. You are the Almighty. You are the King above all kings. You are the General above all generals. You are the, you know, the Lord of hosts. You know what that means? Hosts in heaven means armies. When you use the word host, it means like a special technical name for God. No. Host in Old English is army. It's like saying 82 DVL. You say it's the host in Enugu. I hope I get my point. Yes, that's the meaning of the word host in the Bible. When I say the Lord of hosts, it means the commander of armies. That's what it means. I give you one minute. Call him that name. Just in your own time. Say, Lord, you are the Lord of hosts. You are the Lord of hosts. You are the commander of the armies of heaven. The armies of heaven that are superior to the armies of this earth. You are the commander of them. You are the commander of them. (laughs) No, you should call him that name. I feel like reading a few scriptures, you should call him that name. You are the commander of heaven's armies, Lord. You are the commander of heaven's armies. You are the commander of heaven's armies. You are the commander. You are the commander of heaven's armies. Say, so Lord, he, 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 yeah, yeah, have you fallen asleep? Call the Lord by his name. You are the defender. You are the defender. You are the shield around us. You are a fortress. Yes, that's the Call God his name. The fortress. The fortress. What's a fortress? The armed, you know, the strong wall around you. That's a fortress. The strong wall around his people. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so does the Lord surround His people. That's what it means. He's a strong wall that cannot be breached around His people. He's a strong wall that cannot be breached around His people. He's a strong wall that cannot be breached around His people. He's a strong wall. Everybody quickly, open your Bible to 2 Kings chapter 6. 2 Kings chapter 6. Now, of course, because we want to save time, I will jump a number of verses and some sentences to quickly get down to where we are, where we want to read. From verse 8, I'll read a few sentences, then I'll jump down. Now, the king of Aram was warring against Israel, and he counseled with his servants, saying, in such and such a place shall be my camp. Now, verse 9, the man of God, that is Elisha, sent word to the king of Israel, saying, this is what the Arameans are planning to do. So, so the king of Israel, verse ten. The king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, so that he gathered himself there more than once or twice. This happened at least three times. And for that reason, the king of Aram was alarmed. Like who's leaking our secrets? One of my people must be a spy, a traitor. Now you know I'm, I'm paraphrasing everything now. Okay. Verse twelve. One of his servants said, "No, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet, who is in Israel." Tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Hey, So he arrived for them to go and catch this man, Elijah. He said he was in Dothan, verse 14. He sent horses and chariots and a great army there to catch one man. You don't blame him anyway. (laughs) He sent a great army. So they came and surrounded the city by night. Now let's now read now. Now when the attendant of the man of God had risen early and gone out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was circling the city. And the servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? And he answered, Do not fear. Everybody say it. Do not fear. One more time. Do
1: not
0: fear. Say it again. Do not fear. Ah, You're not saying something loud enough. What did he say? Do not fear. Thank you. He said, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. This man sent a, an army enough to surround that town, that little city. Yet, Elisha was saying, those who are with him are more than the army. <laughs> the Lord is good. Everybody read it. Say, do not fear. Do not fear. For, those who are with us for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. That is the word of the Lord for you today. Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't fear. Don't fear. For those who are with us. For those who are with us. You know, us, you and your neighbor. So it's, it's not just you, it's not just me. He said, those who are with us. Those who are with us. With the church of God, those who are with, those with us. The church of God. Those who are with those who us. Those who are with us are more than those who are with who are them. Let me quickly say them is not full you. Because that's one major problem with wow. Nigerian church. They are so divided along tribal lines that even God almost gets confused when it comes to judge. Just a pity. It's not a pity. We just thank God he can't be confused. I'm not joking. Some of these troubles can unite people. Oh, it can unite people and God provides that unity to people that are not having trouble but they are divided. Someone will say them. Them is troubles. Them is anybody that wants to assail against you. Not a tribe of people. I hope you are getting my point. A lot of the people the people are afraid of are criminals. They're just simple criminals. They're not on any other assignment than to make money. They just want to steal, kill, and destroy. They don't have any other agenda. When I say to them, please, I'm not a tribe. I... See, God forbids me to tribally think. It's a commandment from heaven, from his word. And I have this persuasion anybody who tribally thinks about me will enter trouble. So if you come and say, I passed the you will soon fall sick. Just come here, see a child of God, see a Christian. Anything I do, I forbid you in the name of Jesus to tribally interpret it. Every natural tribe has some good cultures, and some bad cultures. Some of them may align with what the Bible says. Don't come and assume that, that this man is doing it because he's from this place. One day, early in the morning, we did a small party for my wife. It really surprise party. It was her birthday. Before, by the time she woke up, people were downstairs. So I posted the pictures to my brethren. Somebody said, hey, you know, I trust Pastor Banking now. an original Yoruba man. I told her to shut up. I was insulted because I did not used to do birthdays until I got married. I didn't find it funny. I did not find it funny. I celebrate because I found the commandment of God. I didn't, I didn't used to do The last real birthday I had in my life was 1979. Yeah, before, I'm telling you. I remember it well. As my by the time we were meeting was like I felt that those who did birthdays they didn't have time. They didn't have work. I mean, You know, they don't have work. If you had work, what are you doing celebrating birthday? So when I got married, I realized that no, 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 certain things, you know, you have to just take time once in a while to just say God thank you. Yeah. So opportunity to share. If I do a party and I cook food, you are eating God's food. I see it as an offering it unto the Lord. I don't see it as I'm just doing party. My, if I do party God I'm worshiping. We are worshiping together. That day I took, I, I, I was so. If you say I was angry, I, I was I was that angry. If you see me bow and proceed and all of that for people, I read it in my Bible, God commanded Israel, Thou shalt rise before the aged and honor the presence of the elderly. So if I see somebody that even looks poor, it comes up. Once he looks elderly, I will stand up. Good afternoon, sir. How may we help you? If you like, wear gold for me to buy a Bentley, you know, drive, fly down private jet. If you look younger than me, this is how I will stand here. Can I help you? Your money does not intimidate me. It's deliberate. I'm not looking for offering from your hand. God has helped me in this in my life. That anybody I look at offering from his hand, he will disappoint. <laughs> so even if I wanted money from you, I have to look away. I have to disregard your presence so that God can use you, maybe. But once I regard your presence, any good thought you had in your mind, God will combat it. You know what people like that will not do? They say, ah, Pastor Bank, I like what you are doing. I brought this money for the ministry. I say, give it to Felix. Offering basket. say, so my own don't come over there. Nothing. I'm going to explain something here. Someone will say to them, let's not join this ignorance that's going on around dividing the country into south, north, no, 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 no. no. We are Christians. As believers, we are the ones that, you know, Jesus is the prince of peace. God establishes peace by breaking down the wall of partitioning. did you read your Bible? So when God wants to establish peace, he breaks down walls. So we are messengers of peace, we break down walls. Let's read again. Say, do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Those, who those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Are more than those who are with them. Let's continue reading. So, what, remember what happened next? Of course, the servant kept on becoming <coughs> being afraid. Verse 17. Then Elisha Elijah prayed and said, O Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the servant's eyes and he saw and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around who? All around who? Not all around the city now, but all around who? If you hear noise down your streets, don't be afraid. Did you hear what I said? I don't know whether you got that. Even if it's just outside your door, don't be afraid. I hope you're getting my point. Don't ever be what? Afraid. Afraid. Because the Lord will always be with you. Amen. Everybody repeat after me. There is none like the God of Israel. There is none like the God of Israel. Who rise in the heavens to my help? Who rise in, the heavens, to my Who rise in the heavens to our help? Who rise the heavens to our help. And through the skies in his majesty. And
1: through the
0: skies in his majesty. Say the eternal God is our dwelling place.
1: The eternal God is our dwelling
0: place. And underneath us. Are his everlasting arms. Say, so he, he has driven out the enemy from before us. He said, he said Let destruction overtake them.
1: Destruction
0: overtake Therefore, we the Therefore, we dwell in the land of safety. And the fountain of our lives, of
1: our
0: lives is, secure is secure in the land of grain and new wine. The and, new and, the wine. and the heaven over us drops down dew. Say, favor is our portion. Divine protection is our portion. Our God is living. And he surrounds us. Say, no evil will befall us. No plague will come near our dwelling places. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say, our defender is strong. Say it again, our defender is strong. Say one more time, he is strong. Who defends us? Who defends us. He, is he is strong. Who is our protector? Who is our protector. He is strong. He is strong. Him, that is our Him that is our shield. Therefore we will not be afraid. Therefore, we will not be afraid. Now everybody pray with me. Just say, God have mercy upon this land for our sake. Pray, Pray. Ask the Lord, have mercy upon this land. We as a church, we remove our eyes. We repent of looking at a human being. We repent, we do not regard man whose breath is in his nostrils. Repent before the Lord. Say, Lord, please forgive us, forgive us. If you don't help us, where will they help us from? That woman came to the king, help me, oh my king. He said, help you? From where? If God does not help help you, how can I help you? Say, Lord, you are our help. everybody say after me, the Lord is our helper. Put up your fist. The Lord is my helper. The Lord is our helper. The Lord is our shade at our right hand. The Lord is our shield and our helper and our defender and our protector and our fortress. Say, the sun shall not smite us by day. Not the, Not the moon by night. Say the arrows fired against us. Fired against us. We, always we always miss the target. Because God is about us. Is about Say it again, us. there is none like the God of Israel. Is like God of Israel. Who rises the heavens to our help. To our and through the skies in his majesty. The eternal God is our dwelling place. Is our dwelling and, place. and under it us are his everlasting arms. Say constantly, constantly, all the time, always. He drives out the enemy from before us. He has uttered his word, he has uttered his word which says, which says let, destruction them. let destruction overtake them. Therefore, we are not afraid. But we give him the glory. Say, but we give him the glory. Because he's our protector. To him, be all the glory. to him be all the glory. Say, Bell bows down. Bell, bows down. Bell is a false god. You understand? <laughs> He's a false god. So, Bell bows down. down. Nebo stoops, stoops over. Say, All the idols are fallen, fallen down. Say, We recognize. We recognize. Say, We recognize, we recognize that, only that only in the Lord are righteousness and strength. Are righteousness and strength. Say, The Nigerian army can't help. Nigerian police, help. Nigerian police can't help. Even Amoteku can't help the people there. The fact is that you know what? They can't. They can't. They can't. They can't. The Lord alone is a helper. Yes. Say it the Lord alone, the Lord alone is, the is the helper. Let's magnify. Wave your two hands to Him and just call. I just feel like I feel so strongly. Let's say, Lord, we are sorry if we looked everywhere, anywhere else. We are sorry. We are sorry. You are, you are the helper. 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 We are sorry. If we look anywhere else, regarding man, regarding the president, regarding the vice president, the inspector general of police, the service chiefs, we are regarding them, people who need help themselves. How about? Lord, we are sorry. Lord, we say have mercy on us. Have mercy on your children. Have mercy on us from the north to the south, from the east to the west, in the central areas, every part of Nigeria. Have mercy on us, in the rest of Africa. Because the indignation of God can spread. When Jeremiah was prophesying, he prophesied against Judah. He prophesied against Moab. He prophesied against he Prophesied against the Edomites. Prophesied against Tyre and Sidon. So you see this problem spread around this Africa. Later on we will talk about what the church is supposed to do but today let's just say Lord help us and have mercy
1: let's begin to thank the Lord and say Lord thank you because you have heard our voices you are sending help you have sent help already thank Him. say Lord thank you for sending help Thank you, because again, we just come to you, reaffirming that our trust is in you. We cannot help ourselves, and we have declared that. Can you thank him for sending help to you? Say, Lord, thank you. For your confidence is back. And the word is fear not. And the word is that the Lord is with you. Give God thanks for that. And say, Lord, thank you. For letting me know again that you are with me. For letting me know again that in my going out and my coming in, when I travel, when my children travel, my wife, my, my wife travels. Lord, you are with us. The Lord is with us. Give Him thanks. Your children are in school. The Lord is carefully watching over them. Can you give God thanks for that? Thank Him. They will not be kidnapped. The Lord is watching over them. You are His child. The Lord is concerned about your welfare. Therefore, give him thanks. And say, Lord, thank you for sending your word again to us. Lord, we give you praise. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Lord, we give you praise. We bless your name. For washing our feet again. We've heard a lot of things outside. News here and there. And it's weakened our hearts. Therefore, we came to you you this evening, and you have strengthened us. You have strengthened us. We return all the glory to you. It is with this strength that we go out again, in the name of Jesus. Not just that we have been strengthened, Lord, we go out to strengthen others. We go out carrying the spirit of faith, spreading it all over in the name of Jesus. Father, we bless your name forever. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. When we get, uh, you know, that's our line. And that was what Jesus said to his disciples when he was washing their feet. You know, as a Christian, you hear things, and when you come to fellowship, we wash your feet. Tell somebody, be careful how you walk this time. <laughs> hey, that person say be careful how you walk. Uh, make your leg not go pack dust again, then you give us more work to do. <laughs> Praise the Lord. The water of the Lord is always there to wash our feet. And we have been washed again this evening. Praise the name of the Lord. Have you been strengthened this evening? Then let's go ahead and just give our thanks once again. And say, Lord, we thank you. We cannot thank you enough. That's all we do. As you send your word to us, we just return thanks again to you. As you send your word to us, all we do is just to return thanks. We have been strengthened. We have been encouraged. And we give you thanks for sending your word to us. In the name of Jesus, we have prayed. Amen. Brother, and can we share the grace in fellowship? If you're coming for the first time, I believe uh, a magazine was given to you. If you don't have this magazine, please indicate, they will give it to you. And please turn to page 11 of that magazine, which I already see you have, and you see a black box there at that page, written at the close of meetings. This is how we share the grace in unison. Have you seen it? All right, so let's share the grace in fellowship. One, two, three, go. Because of the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, surely we are passed out of death. We are passing to life. We are passed out of darkness into the light of Christ. We are passed out of the curse into the blessing. All things are passed away in our lives. We are now filled with the Spirit of Christ. We live above sin and walk above the devil because we are seated high above with Christ. This is my season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Please give that to two persons, one to your left and one to your right. Say, this is your season of multiplication, dominion, and manifestation. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Another person, this is your season of multiplication.